Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. We give you weekly roundups of Walford life. I'm the truck driver who put his foot down on the accelerator and brought an end to Crazy Grandma Mel, Connor. And I got to the airport first and finally found Phil Mitchell. Emma, what have we got coming up this week, Connor? Well, we've got your weekly roundup, your hero of the week, as voted by you. We will be also giving someone a slap in Dan. And we also have a few Mel-related segments for you. But first, here's the jingle. Dun, 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 dun. You ain't my mother! Yes, I am! Get out of my pub! You need a slapping Dan! I've killed Mum like I killed Lucy! Hello, princess. You bitch! You cow! Mick! Ricky! Hope you enjoyed the fireworks! Good night! I cannot believe we are on episode 10 already. I know. Where's the time gone? And when we sat in Costa discussing yes. making this, we were like, no, nah, no one will listen. Nah, no one will want to listen. Probably to... do about a couple of episodes. Yeah, exactly. Like no one will listen to like two Geordies talk about EastEnders. And doing very bad impressions. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> apparently they do. Yes. And I just want to say like a massive thank you. It's so reassuring to know that there's other weirdos out there like us. I know. It's so good. <laughs> and talking to you all on Twitter. And then when Lindsay and Ellie have messaged were to say that, They've been laughing and oh. they listen every week. Like, they've been laughing on the bus or whatever. Yeah, I love that. I love that That too. really keeps us going. That is. And I love when they're like, if we're theory, their theories and things, or when, like, we get little bits of interactions from the parody accounts, like Jean and Ben. I love Ben and Jean. I love those. It's, it's really what keeps me doing this, and it's really one of the big things about doing this podcast that we actually really, really enjoy. I mean, we sent each other messages as soon as we, as soon as we saw some of the little messages and being like, it, they love us they really love us <laughs> <laughs> so just again another massive, massive thank you because you know you're awesome and thank you for listening and thank you for just talking to us on twitter as well and like actually engaging with yeah. our rubbish chat <laughs> thank you for listening to our we are jingles yeah speaking of which well i think i am losing my voice mainly because of a certain part of one of the jingles we've been creating. Yes, we've been creating the Christmas jingle. The Crimbo jingle. There's a lot of songs in there. Oh, and I think Total that? Slags has just <laughs> made my voice <laughs> just go. <laughs> it was a very difficult song to sing. <laughs> <laughs> Took a few takes. I get your coat. <laughs> <laughs> but we have done a lot of hard work this morning. We have. Already. Yeah. So I think we should... Eat more of our Thorntons. Yes, the good ones are back. Yes, we've got the good Thorntons and we've got some brownies yes. given to you by your mum. Yeah, she found them. In she got bag. them. Yeah, she got them. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not old or anything. <laughs> yeah, they're not like underneath like, you know, a mattress in a bag or anything like that. She bought them yesterday along with some donuts and then forgot that she had the brownies. So she just gave us them. <laughs> Fabulous. I love a person who gives us brownies. Like yes. anyone who gives us cakes and chocolate, that's a friend for life. <laughs> Why don't we have another and then crack on? Mel Wars. Shianu strikes back. <laughs> <laughs> it was the week of all weeks on EastEnders. It was. Oh my God. Sharon versus Mel this came to story, its end. It's just amazing, this story. I love it. It's love so it. sad that's over now. Well, kind of over. Well, kind of over. You know, Lisa's in charge now. Lisa's now going to be crazy grandma Lisa. Queen of Portugal Lisa is ready <laughs> for it. She's going to take the Mitchells down one by one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she'll shoot Phil again. Oh. That could be a good little revisit. Or she'll shoot Sharon. <laughs> <gasps> 
Oh yeah, she's pregnant. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-water shed. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to the party <gasps> with the web of photos that Lisa walked into. Yeah. And then poor Sharon walked into both with faces of disgust and surprise. Yeah. Horror. Horror would, would probably <laughs> sum it up quite well. Um, that crazy psychopath's web of like pictures. Brilliant. Perfect <laughs> Grandma Mel moment. And I loved when Grandma Mel just was like walking. I love that now we call her Grandma Mel. And I have sense. to. Crazy like, Grandma Mel. Crazy Grandma Mel. She literally just emerged from this web as Sharon's like shocked face just looking at all the pictures and she just went, enjoy. And handed her a drink. <laughs> <laughs> My birthday is soon. Is that what I'm getting? Enjoy. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to come out like a web of streamers and pictures of you. <laughs> and you'll be like, how have you got some of these pictures, Connor? And I'll be like, Mel's have their way. In the words of Denny Acora. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy grandma Connor's in charge. I love this whole dynamic with like Sharon and Lisa as well. Like, because at the beginning of this like week, we had Lisa obviously saying to Sharon, you'll never change, will ya? About, like, the whole fact that she's been having another affair on Phil. I love that Lisa knows that Phil isn't the dad, but she doesn't know that it's her daughter's boyfriend. I know. Eat I think because she hasn't got a shilling. Obviously, she knows, but when she actually finds out who it is, it's going to be so interesting because, yeah. obviously, Mel knew. Mel will. knew exactly who it was, but didn't say. Yeah, I think she will really go crazy, like, really, really. I wonder if she'll be the one to figure it out that it is him. We have this theory, though, don't we? I mean, you started me on it because yep. you were the one who pointed out that this this whole paternity test thing... It's just weird. Sharon done it herself from home. Yeah. Firstly, Mel managed to get <laughs> all of her details by ringing up. like and just saying to Sharon. Like, oh, yeah, can you send Sharon's details to mellowin at gmail.com? Yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> no, and I thought if it's Sharon doing it on her own and sending it off, where's mm. she sending it to? <laughs> Maybe she's sending it to Lisa's doctor. <gasps> yes. That would make sense because, I mean, he is literally like a Swiss Army doctor. Because, guys, you know that in the current climate of things, you could be waiting for a lifetime to get an NHS appointment. You could have to book three weeks in advance to get that appointment to begin with. And not then, Lisa. But not Lisa. No, no, not Lisa. Lisa's doctor is available 24 hours a day, apparently. Mel could have seen him any time. Any time. She could have walked in any time. Does anyone else think that maybe this doctor's only in Lisa's head? <laughs> Might be one of the many doctors in Lisa's head. <laughs> I'm convinced that this is just another figment of her imagination. I honestly am. Because how on earth could a doctor be like, yeah, just come in any time. Mustn't have any other patients then. Just Lisa. Just Lisa, private doctor. Would have been Mel if she went to two patients. God, say, he must be out of business. Two patients. And could Lisa go private? Does she have the money? This is my point. Lisa's economic situation needs to be investigated. How is she affording Where does this? she get her money from? She doesn't work at all. Like... Everyone else we see has a job. It's so Karen's got the laundrette. Martin's a greengrocer slash debt collector. Like, you know, we see their jobs. Ben sort of works at the Archers. and All we know is that Lisa goes to Portugal a lot. Yes. And loves Portugal. And also spends loads of our money on, like, mental health facilities. Because that's something that, like, um, Louise had said. That she'd spent lots of our money on that. 
And so Mel, did, so did Mel, who I thought may have well. gave us some money, obviously won't be able to do that anymore. No. No. So, <laughs> we'll I don't get on to so. that. <laughs> I actually wonder if Mel is going to leave stuff for Louise and Lisa. Did she uh, write her will, though? She obviously didn't expect to be crushed, so... Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, that was quite an unexpected death. <laughs> so before her fatal end, yes, we had the party. We, we had that worry that Mel was going to announce everything to everyone. Oh, yeah. I mean, she basically says it as well when uh, Sharon goes at one. It was the most pathetic thing I've ever seen, by the way. Poor Sharon thought, I'm still in the game here. I'm going to be able to blackmail Mel. I'm going to tell everyone about Hunter and how she hit him. And she's just like, well, if you want a game of true confession, Sharon, let's go. <laughs> and it's like, yes, exactly. Like, you've come got on, far you've both, more to lose. Yeah, you've both got, kind of got something on each other here. Yeah, so like, really, you're it. still going to lose Sharon. I love it. But Lisa didn't want Mel to ruin Louise, Louise and like, use Louise and her revenge. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why she wanted to team up with Sharon initially. Yes. To, like as I was saying, like we came into this week, Lisa and Sharon were yeah. enemies, and now by the end they were like, well, they were sort of like midweek allies. Yeah. By the end, something else maybe. But Mel having none of it. Nah. She's not having these appointments. She's still wanting to do her revenge. She still hates Sharon. Yeah. She calls Phil, says Sharon's sold the E twenty. How dare she sell us? I know. We Terrible. were not for sale. We were not consulted. So then, Fast and Furious starts. Yes. Way. I feel like it needed like some music, like "Get Up on the Highway." <laughs> you know yeah. that song. Born to be wild. Could definitely see that playing. It's like Sharon's like blazing down. I love and then when, Mel's smirking. I love though when Lisa was trying to hold Mel hostage in the <laughs> office, and everyone was just hearing them shouting at yeah. each other. And then you never actually found out what Mel did to her though either, because it was like this massive scuffle, and then like. Mel and just she storms out, yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the hell did she do to Lisa? <laughs> so she might have like stapled her to the desk. <laughs> <laughs> she will be needing a doctor's appointment. It's all right, hers is 24 hours. <laughs> but yes, so we had the race towards the airport and Sharon hit a bit of a bump in the road. She got stopped by the police. I love when she used a pregnancy oh, as, like, yeah. as a way to be like, oh, I think the baby's coming, please. I have to get to the hospital. It's a way she's like, okay. Do you, do you yeah. want help? Doesn't no. matter that she's speaking. All right. She could have ran over a little schoolgirl. Wouldn't matter. She's pregnant. Like he obviously offered her help there. Yeah. Like, do you want me to take him over? And she's like, no. All right. It just lets her go. Also, uh, are you even allowed in the front if you're that heavily pregnant of a car because of the airbags? Oh. Yeah. Let's go and ask someone who's been pregnant, or if anyone who has been, can you let yeah, us know? Let us know. But I loved it when Sharon was like held there, like obviously giving a little baby bump storyline and trying to get away from the police. And Mel just drives by and goes, grins. <laughs> it was so good. That was such good EastEnders brilliance. It was perfect, quintessentially EastEnders. So you had Sharon on the phone to Keanu, who knew what was happening at the party. Yeah. And then you had Mel on the phone to Billy, trying to get on the sound system. I just love that as well. I just got something to say. Just like, <laughs> Billy's just like, okay. And pops up by the sound system. No questions He's asked. He's not even suspicious about it. She's like, I just have something to say. Yeah. 
even the tone of her voice suggested it probably wasn't going to be great. I just love that. She was like so excited to do it <laughs> yeah, as well. She was just, just grinning all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mel. She's been brilliant to watch. Oh, I know. Um, and then, of course... The car. She should have been watching the road. Yeah. Instead of watching where Sharon was. Because then she just slammed straight into a car. Oh my God, that three ending though on Tuesday. Mel's face said it all. I was literally Mel. Where she goes, <gasps> like I that. felt like Lisa. I was like, Mel! Mel! <laughs> I couldn't believe it because when it ended like that and I thought, oh my God, Wednesday, we don't have an episode. I know. I I've l- got to wait longer. I literally thought she was dead, to be fair. I, thought, I had a feeling she wasn't, didn't did I? Because I yeah, texted you. Yeah, you did. I oh. felt like something was coming. I did not expect what was to See, happen though that was I did, whoa I thought that Sharon might have actually left her there to die no I don't Do think that's know? in Sharon's character mm. I thought she was always going to try and help her but I also think she was also wanting to see is she actually dead yeah just check <laughs> but just sure. I feel like no matter what if you think when Hunter died she shouted Mel so Mel would turn around and not see Hunter be shot she yeah, knew that was yeah. coming so I just no I don't think she would have done that because yeah. even if you think, probably not the best thing to do when you look back. Mm. But you can tell when she shouted Mel, when Mel was in front of the lorry, she was meaning it out of a good place. Like, Mel, move. Yeah. But actually by shouting Mel, Mel turns round, which is not ideal. Got distracted. Because she's crushed now. <laughs> I mean, that whole thing. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. So there's a car in flames. There's another car that's like all over the place. Yeah, yeah. In pieces. No one cares about those drivers, by the <laughs> no way. Can I just tell about that? I don't think there was anyone in them. It looked empty. Oh. Yeah, so I don't know why that car was left. That is just a randomly parked in the middle of the, the yeah, road. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. But then also the lorry going past. No way would it have went past. Yeah. When all that was going on. I just love when it drove. <laughs> <laughs> he obviously saved up that cash from not having all four episodes out this week and put it all into that great Hollywood block. Buster car explosion, which Mel was obviously rescued from. She nearly had a Steve Owen death. She nearly did. She nearly Can you believe that all the Owens are gone? Like, yeah. killed off Steve, Mel, Hunter. And Steve and Mel literally died, like, nearly the same way. I know. It's and so actually, good. if you look at the way Hunter died, it's similar to Mel with Sharon going, Mel! Mel, yeah. So oh, weird, yeah. isn't and it's it? Always, it's so good. always around Louise as well. Oh, it's always it? around Louise. Everything's Louise around. killed all the Owens. Literally, everything's around Louise. <laughs> Just how she likes it. But I bet you, she's actually more good about that car. Yeah, she probably would be. Because she'd got her car and Mel took her phone. Oh, so she's yeah. Not got a so phone that's anymore. gone as well. I loved when she said to her, where she went, I thought you were going to leave us or something. Uh, and, sh- and Sharon just turns around and goes, I would never do that. And I think you're right, yeah. like in what you were saying. It's not Sharon's character. I mean, I think all of us watching would be like, oh, we're just going to destroy your life, Sharon. But then at the same time, it's not Sharon's character to just let her die no. and die in that explosion. It was so weird when she was hearing Hunter's voice. Oh my God, that was brilliant. That was, And she just walked towards him. I was like, like, don't. Why did you do that? Why did you stop me going to Hunter? It's because he's not there. And she's like, there's no one there, Mel. It's a flaming car. <laughs> She's like, he's there. He's there. The whole lorry situation was hilarious. Why did that driver just drive through a horrific car accident? He didn't stop or anything. Didn't no. try a break. He just drove straight through and plowed through, Mel. 
It's like so you got Final Destination. <laughs> it actually reminded us. Have you ever seen this thing, right? I was watching. I don't know if you ever watched it, but it's like Traffic Cops or something. <gasps> I love Traffic Cops. Did you watch the one where these two Fruit Loop sisters, right? They've gone crazy. They've got, um, it's like fairly a but they've got something else, which means like Puff of Madness. I can't remember the French for it, but it's like Puff of Madness. That's what it translates to. They have both developed it and have basically traveled all the way from like wherever they're from to England and have been hitchhiking along this road. Oh my God, yes, I have. Yes. Have you? Yes. And the, the two are like just running across the road yeah. and getting hit by massive lorries. But they get up. It was so weird to see this one woman goes under it. Eureka something, I think her name is. Uh, and she goes under one of the um, the lorries. And she gets back up afterwards. Oh, blooming love traffic cops. I love traffic cops. I was saying to my dad the other day, because we used to watch it all the time. I was like, when do you think traffic cops and like come back on the BBC <laughs> One? Because I swear it's been put on a different channel. Yeah. I, I, so it is still been, going, is but it? I love it on BBC One. I Bring just, back traffic I cops. I love that bit though, because that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, actually, Where she yeah. got hit by that, it just reminded uh-huh. me of those two crazy sisters. Because I expected Mel to be in like little pieces. Yeah. But but she wasn't actually, just like superhuman. When you think about it. They survived. They survived. Then she again, could have. Then again, one of them, the one who survived that Laurie Hittner, she was crazy powerful anyway. I mean, she went on to, like, murder a person straight after. She, like, went to jail, got out, and, like, out after, like, I think, like, a few days because they realised she was just a bit unwell. And um, then she went on to murder someone. Oh. He took her into her, into her house and she just went crazy again. <laughs> the oh. other sister's fine, by the way. She's got, the other one's gone to jail, but the other one's fine now. Wow. <laughs> Love how this topics went from Mel's Mel getting by a lorry to traffic cops to like the crazy sisters. Well, it hasn't gone into insect jewelry yet. That's true. I loved when I told you about that. You're like, uh, no. <laughs> I was like a little bit off. I was about ten, five years off. I said five years ago it started, but it was actually ten with the insect jewelry. I googled it. I can't believe it's real. Yeah, I'm still, still in shock. It's, it's so weird. I mean, we're anyway. all still in shock from Mel. I mean, yeah. that was a shock ending. We're back to Mel. And what an ending. What an ending for a character. What an ending. I won't forget that. Farewell, Mel. But that isn't the end. No. <gasps> Lisa's on the scene and she's not happy. That baby ain't yours. I love that. How good was it? I didn't expect that to happen that night. No, that was the biggest like, shock. We have said that we thought Lisa would be the one to yeah, reveal it. We did. But we did not think it would be there and then. No, oh my and God. not like that. Not like that, just in the kitchen, randomly. Everyone just sat around and she's just like, that baby ain't yours. Because Phil's already suspicious because Sharon's like, no, it's all about the club, it's all about the club. Yes. And he's like, mm, no. Mm. Phil's not stupid. Phil's not stupid. He's been blackmailing people for years. Yeah. So he knows He knows the score. He knows the game. He knows how to do it. He knows <laughs> the th- sort of things that people blackmail people over. And it ain't clubs. <laughs> and Peggy Mitchell. <laughs> Just got possessed there by Peggy. <laughs> Some of that called Danny Akura. Um, but yeah, I love that shock ending where Lisa just... Yes. I also thought, does Lisa still love Phil? Or fancy Phil? I'm starting to wonder if she's trying to worm her way back in or will try and worm her way back in. I don't see that. Do you think after Sharon and Phil inevitably split up, there could be a Shirley Phil rekindling? I was just going to say Shirley, yeah, I see that. I would love that. Love that for us. So as the own family have been destroyed and erased from time... R.I.P. <laughs> the Carters are still brilliant and struggling. So it all kicked off with Shirley finding 
the empty bottle of wine. Yes. I think I, I think I tweeted something like alcoholism question mark. It's clearly the little bits they're the showing hints. at the moment. Yeah. And then it'll all start coming to a head. I feel like that. That's but it's going to be one of those was. slow ones where you're seeing little hints mm. all the time. Yeah, because before I, I, it becomes something. I think something. that that was also what happened later on in the show. She says yeah. something in the hospital, and it made me think maybe, maybe it's oh, yeah, maybe yeah. it's also towards that as well. Like another little hint. We all know what she's having in that blooming coffee. That's an <laughs> Irish coffee. If ever there's a coffee, that's Irish. <laughs> like that is definitely what Linda's doing. She's just irishing up that coffee with a little hip flask, probably. She'll have a little brown paper bag, <laughs> I bet you. She'll have a bottle stashed. <laughs> yeah. I did find it weird, actually, when they were in the hospital hmm. and there was this woman in there and they just randomly left their son with her without actually knowing, her. knowing who she was. Yeah, this isn't the 1950s, love. Like, we all know what crime was. Just so they could go off for a drink. I mean, Mick and Linda and stuff, like, have all... All have seen crime watch and, and seen the news and things. Surely they are aware of how bad people can be. <laughs> <laughs> but also in the works, the story that we're all actually watching is the Ollie story. Yes. I've got a few things to say. I also have a few things to say. <laughs> I love Ollie. I think um, there is nothing wrong with having autism. No. And I think that is the problem with this EastEnders storyline. I completely agree. The way they have handled it from the get-go, it is almost like he has a terminal disease uh-huh. or like there's something wrong with them. The way she reacted. It's unbelievable. And I'm not being funny. I don't know in this day and age that that is still the reaction. I mean, I might be no. just naive, but I just personally don't, I, I couldn't put myself in that situation where if one of my kids, if ever I had children, had anything that made them you know, different even in the slightest from, like, your average everyday person. Like, I wouldn't say that as, like... I wouldn't say them as any different. any different, yeah. I love the way Mick handled it compared to Linda. And I think that's the big thing. She made it about herself. This is about Linda. This is not about Ollie in Mm -hmm. the slightest. This is how Linda's going to look. This is how Linda's going to feel. Yeah, yeah. Mick looks at how Ollie's going to feel. Teaches Ollie. Learns himself. Yeah, he, exactly. He didn't he know anything. what the parents should yeah. do. He was shocked. He didn't know anything. He's learned it. Mm-hmm. He's constantly looking up things. He's constantly wanting to help Ollie. Yeah. I mean, with the whole Linda thing, this is my gripe with the storyline. I feel like there's been too much focus drawn away from Ollie and Mick and, and like put the, the Linda. good stuff yeah. and put onto Linda's little like struggles. Listen, that is ridiculous. Like, where have we now teleported back into... I feel like we've rehashed all the way back to Johnny gay reveal slash Linda's reaction. It's even the same reactions. Linda, all about herself again. Yeah. This was all her. And then Mick was so accepting. And yeah. It's, it's nearly it's, the exact same storyline. <laughs> and that's why it annoyed us so much. Because I thought, no, hold on. If, this, if you're going to do this storyline where it's about Ollie's, like, you know, autism reveal, his personal issues and personal struggles or... Or, or anything like that, then it should be about him. And it should yes. be uniquely handled. It should be, you know, it should be focused on him and his and his character. Instead, we've gotten another version of, like, Johnny Carter, gay reveal. All that character development over the last few years, that's all just a race now. Did you see that bit in the hospital where the woman was saying to her how it is literally just, like, 
different hair colors, different yeah. eye colors. Because it is, it's just it a is. different part of someone. We're all different. We're all unique. Yeah. So this is just the same yeah. as that. I think the only saving grace of the storyline is Mick's relationship with Ollie. I yeah. think that has been the, the saving grace because I, I, I don't like this Linda storyline. I don't think um, I'm going to enjoy the, the alcoholism storyline. I'm already predicting that. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I feel like it's going to make us just feel like she's become an overly um, self-obsessed and self-absorbed. And that, to me, is not who Linda is anymore. If she was like that in the past, she was like that in the past. But I personally don't look at her and think, oh, that was that's Linda now. I mean, all the things that she's went through. And she still can't accept that. Like, her kids aren't absolutely, like, pristine and perfect. Like, I mean, look at her when she talked to Billy. That annoyed me again. Yes, because there's Mick with Ollie. At home, telling him about his mm-hmm. superpower, which I thought was so nice. The fact he'd already Beautiful. got him that little superhero suit. Beautiful. And he is a superhero. He is a superhero. So anyway, she was talking to Billy, and he was talking about Janet and Honey. Yeah. And the development there with Honey and Janet's relationship. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned having like three points or something yes. like that. And Linda went, you've only gave me two. What's the third? And he went, well, you love them anyway. Exactly. And her face just... Oh, it's just doing my head in now, isn't it? I can't, like, do you know what's really sad? I actually really love Linda and I really I love do. the Carters. And this is going to really make me dislike her. I can I know, always I'm sense it. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to feel because oh. I, I like Linda. I like all the Carters, but how's this going to, like, work in the family dynamic? Oh, no. Oh, I'm why? sensing another dark Martin Oh, God, story it is. Line. No. Oh, God. No. No. So, what else has been happening on the square this week, Emma? One of our questions has been answered. <gasps> Tiff and Keegan are moving into Ted's flat. Yay! So we know who's going to live there. Still don't know about Cushers yet. I think Ted's probably not coming back then. Not a chance. No. But he is subletting, which he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And uh, one day I'll probably just murder him anyway, so... I don't think yeah. he has to worry about jail time. And what is happening with that storyline with her daughter? Oh, yeah. That was a really odd place to leave it. Because, like, a few weeks back... She we had done a dodgy like, phone call. Yeah. Ominous phone call. But she's like, yeah. Yeah. And, like, all that and stuff. And all creepy. And zoomed in on her face. Like, they all do with the villains and the big reveals. And now nothing. And now it's nothing. So when we come back to it, we've probably forgot a few things. But, you know. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. So, what else has been happening... Shirley and Jean have been hanging out. Oh, Lovely friendship. Love them. Friendship. Fabulous. And obviously she thinks Daniel's dead. Yeah. That so, was sad. Her watching that video again. Yeah. So Shirley said maybe they should do a seance. <gasps> Get Denny Akura. And that's what I thought. Oh my I was God. like, there's one for most legals. Yeah. <laughs> Get Sharon Fielding down there. Paranormal investigator. Little do they know. Solved. He's alive. They might actually be able to bring him in. Oh. Oh. <laughs> And Karen accidentally told Grey that Chantelle lost the baby because she saw them looking sad. But actually, they were talking about him and the nightclub incident that Jack had told Denise about, which he shouldn't have really done. Yeah. So Jack shouldn't have told Denise. Denise shouldn't have told Chantelle. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, very... Um, they're not very professional in Warfad, really, are they? No. I mean, because we've had the whole Leo storyline where it's like, oh, it's just confidential file, but I'll not password protect it. And I'll just leave it out in a pub. <laughs> Like a pub, a pub Callum bar. Highway. Callum Highway. So, you know, in terms of professionalism, I'm not sure that many have it around in Warford. I'm surprised at Jack. 
because I always thought he was a very professional man, but... Well, he is helping people out when he shouldn't be at the moment as well, though, Oh, that's true. He's a bit crooked, isn't he? You know, (laughs) when Sharon just wanted to help Mel. Yeah, just wanted to help her. Just wanted to know if she could go to jail for a very long time. And that time she just needed those passports. Oh, yeah. And just to get Jack to kind of, like, scare that John out of, you know... Yeah, exactly. getting, Getting Phil into trouble. Yeah. And that's what you missed on EastEnders. So it's time for this week's Slappin' Ten. And with 45% of the vote, it is Linda. Oh my God, she so deserves this this week. Don't get me wrong, I love Linda. But oh my God. Like, <laughs> like if, if my reaction could be turned into like a tweet, it would just be capitalised OMG. Oh, exclamation ah! mark, exclamation mark. Yeah, because honestly, she has done my head in and the way she's handled this storyline has made me feel like everything she's been through has been for nothing. Yeah, she's really annoyed me, especially this last week. Mm-hmm. And with this whole storyline. She should just love a kid. Just, yes, exactly. She's like I think... this cold-hearted, like, ice queen all of a sudden. I'm just like, where's this come from, Linda? Yeah, it's just a sudden change of personality, a bit like Martin. Yeah. I think everything we said earlier about her really summed up our thoughts on Linda yeah, yeah. at the moment, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did. So now it's time for Hero of the Week. And it's a very close one. It was, wasn't it? We have Sharon on 29%. Ooh. Mick on 33%. <gasps> but Portugal loving Lisa got 38%. Yay. She's our hero. I love that we put her both in hero and villain. We did. Because she, she basically played both roles. And actually, she was fabulous. Like, not not villain. Slapping down. <laughs> I just translated that to villain. <laughs> the slapping down bit, you know, we had her also in that. And to me, she was the hero of this week, though. She, she delivered. Really she delivered. Let's be real. We've got to give her hero of the week after her actress, like, liked one of our tweets. <gasps> yeah, Lucy Benjamin liked <gasps> the tweet. I was like, oh, my God. I we like, love Lisa. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Fan girls. Connor is like dying now. He's dying. <laughs> yeah. Like, Please that don't was die. Amazing. We've got a podcast to do. That's true. <laughs> I'll, I'll hold on. <laughs> I'll get my coat. <laughs> I have to say, Lisa was brilliant. She was brilliant when she was trying to stand up to Mel. She was brilliant when she was trying to save Mel from herself. And brilliant when she destroyed Sharon's little lie. And we love Lisa. Yeah. We just love Lisa on this podcast. From like episode one, all we have spoken about is Lisa in Portugal. Yeah. So she is our hero. She is. She is E20's hero. And that means this week we will be rating the episodes out of Lisa's. Yay. Yay. We kick it off. Five Lisa's. Absolutely. Yeah. If I could go higher, I probably would. Yeah. What what would it be? Like Infinity Lisa? Like, yeah. It has to be like five Lisas this week because she was brilliant and the show was brilliant. The storylines were brilliant. Everything. It had to be five Lisas. This week has been amazing. There's been explosions, car racing, the little evil grins from Elle. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole thing with Mel, I'd never expected that to happen to what, us. So. What a shock. Like the way they really sh- double shocked you there because you were like, oh, God, yeah. she just got hit by a car. But then it was like, oh, is she dead? Nah, she's not, not yet. Then she gets hit by a truck. Massive double shock. Brilliant. Loved it. Five Lisas. Five whole Lisas. So, in honor of our big Mel and Mick week, 
I have created a game called Mel or Mick just for Emma. Essentially, the game is simple. I'm going to read out quotes and you have to simply say, Emma, whether it is Mel or Mick. Obviously, I'm going to shout out the answers for you. (laughs) (laughs) Better practice. But if there's one or two that are neither of them, you have to shout out Curse you. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay. Okay, you ready? Uh, yes, I you think ready so. You ready to play Mick? I think so. Okay, so here's your first line. Maybe I am crazy. Mel! <laughs> so I'll start off nice and easy for yeah, you. Yeah, my favourite line. Here's your second. You're my son. And you mean the world to me. Ooh. You put that in, it might be a bit difficult. Yeah. Mick! Yes! Yes! Well done. I got way too excited there. Calm down. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Drown, should I? (laughs) I'll get your coat. (laughs) (laughs) I curse you. Exactly right. It was neither. It was Aunt, Aunt babe. babe. Yeah. I'd be dropping hits all episode. <laughs> We'd love that line. I just, I love that oh. bit. <laughs> Your next line, Emma. It's you. Nick. Yes. Because I tweeted about that because that was when Callum mm-hmm. first came in and we didn't know who on earth he was. Yeah. And Mick goes, it's you. And I was like, who? Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has another one. You're my brother. But <laughs> <laughs> I would really get in the character with that one. I would like you to do it again. Actually, I quite enjoyed it. You're my brother, <laughs> Mick. Yay! Oh my God, Emma, you're on a roll. Yes. He has your next one. Why did you stop me, Mel? Yes. yes. You're no husband of mine. You make my flesh creep. Mel! No. <gasps> it was neither Mel nor Mick. I it was... Curse <laughs> <laughs> It was Pauline Fowler to Joel. Oh, yes! <laughs> it's because I got so into, into it, it. I was shouting Mel and Mick. I just went, <laughs> Mel? <laughs> oh. You know what? We talked about that quote earlier. <laughs> you get so into a game sometimes it just takes, just takes over. over. You. you make my flesh creep. I love that line. <laughs> just love how much we you literally had it. a whole conversation before we recorded about <laughs> that quote. <laughs> Here's the next quote. Well, guess what, Ian? I don't love you. Mel! Of course, it was one of our greatest oh, moments. Iconic. Where she was just like, Ian, I don't love you. And no one does, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. I mean, I have to be honest. Uh, we love them as a character, but no lady on that square does. <laughs> this is what you like doing, is it? I do like doing this podcast, actually. Thank you for asking me. Um, I'm trying to think of who to shout. <gasps> oh, it's very tense. 
very tense in the e- e- I feel like that was a bit of a, a shout out to Kelly there. Very, very harsh. Very, very harsh. Very harsh. Simon. <laughs> very, very harsh. Classic EastEnders. Classic X Factor. We've both losing it. It's been a We're long just, day. It's been a long day of podcasting. Okay, I'm just going to brave it here and go, Mick! Correct. No. It was when he tries to drown his dad. He goes, This is what you like doing, is it? And he starts <gasps> pouring the shower on him. Whew. Well done. It was, it was of course, Stan. <laughs> Stan. <laughs> God, 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 do any status without ever talking about Ampip. Here's another. Here's your last one. Okay. And you're going to get this one. Grandma loves you. No. Of course. Well done, Yay! Emma. You got nine out of ten. I should have got ten, but you know, I got two into the game. Well, you just got wrapped up, and I mean, who would have remembered Pauline's You Make My Flesh Creep? Well, <laughs> it should have been me. We talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, you have won a lifetime of being haunted by Mel Owen. Yes! Crazy Grandma Mel! <laughs> <laughs> and now, with it being. Mel's final episode. I think maybe we should talk about Mel a little bit more. Well, Mel, here are your best bits. Oh, we After Gold have been up and call on that. We, could, we couldn't <laughs> let her go, could we, Mel? Without, no. without doing a little hashing out, a little discussion of some of her best moments on EastEnders. I mean, she is an iconic character. Yes, and we've got to start with the wedding day, Ian. The wedding, that wasn't. Yes, because he decided to lie about Lucy having cancer. Hmm. Looks like a reoccurring theme, lying about death and terminal illness yes, in the Beale family. Stephen Beale pretended to have a brain tumour to Lauren. Yeah. And Ian was angry about that. And I was like, Ian, do you not remember what you've done yeah. with Mel? And Kathy obviously pretended to, pretend to be dead for years. Well, yeah. So that's another <laughs> Beale, a Beale lie at its finest. I mean, I'm, oh, and also... The most infamous lie told by a Beale. Jane hiding Lucy's body and well, pretending yeah. that Bobby hadn't killed her. <laughs> like, that's like a big flipping death lie, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wasn't in the house. Like, I just think there's something wrong with the Beals. They like to lie a lot. And Mel wasn't having any of it. She was nope. just like, nope, that's the last straw, Ian. If you don't show me what was on that letter that was in this envelope... That's it. And then obviously he confesses to, not, to to Lucy not having cancer. And she's just like, like her face is just such a sight. She's like repulsed by him. And she's just like, I don't love you. I love it because he goes, but I love you, Mel. And, he, and then she just goes, well, Ian, I, <laughs> I don't, don't love, love you. you. <laughs> love that. What a Mel. What a woman. And I love when she came back to the square and he's still obsessed with her and he thought he had a chance with her after all of that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> My God, Ian. I mean, Mel would never go with you. Never. <laughs> Instead, she went with Steve Owen. Yes, the relationship. What a pairing. Yeah, what, what a partnership. They were like Bonnie and Clyde really for a yes. bit, weren't they? A little bit Bonnie and Clyde. Because really, she knew what he was like. She did know what he was like criminally. As much as she kind of pretended yeah. she didn't. She knew. She knew. Yeah, she knew that he was involved in the Saskia mm. stuff. She knew. She, she liked that he was a bad boy. Yeah. I mean, I did love the early moments in their relationship when Saskia was always turning up <laughs> and like, just like throwing a spanner <laughs> in the works. Until she got hit over the head by the ashtray. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Might revisit that soon. I have to say, I absolutely loved that relationship. And she was devastated and in love with Steve Owen. And unfortunately... Well, we all know what happened there. Yeah. Went up in flames. Like she nearly did. Yeah. If it wasn't for Sharon, she would have been... Yeah. Turkey for Christmas. Ooh. Yeah. And we can't let this go by without talking about her best relationship. Yes. Her friendship with Lisa. Well, yes, because obviously this rivalry with Sharon has brought out even more so their relationship. We have seen Lisa stand by her when Mel is clearly unwell. We've seen her, you know, comfort her at the funeral of her son, held her hand and cuddled her and they were saying they were the best relationship. The longest. And the longest that they've had. It was so sad. I'm so sad for Lisa. I know, because now Lisa's got no one, really. I mean, don't get me wrong, it wasn't all roses for them either. Because look back at when Mel had a bit of a fling with Phil. And Lisa found out about that. Then there was the cat fight in the kitchen. I think because EastEnders put a best bits thing Mm. on for Mel on their Twitter page. Mm. And I'm sure that scene was in there. Yeah, yeah, it's fab. It's fab. It's one of my favourite scenes ever. Because it's like, dinner will be getting late. Don't worry. Everyone will get their share. Mel has been such a huge part of Lisa's life. And likewise, Lisa has been a huge part of Mel's life. I'm sure they came in together, in fact, didn't they? Or like they were in some way connected almost from the beginning of each of their stories. Like it wasn't that they were like separate individuals. They were kind of friends from the beginning of EastEnders. I'm really interested to see how Lisa copes without Mel now moving forward. Yeah, I don't think she will. I know. So... In honour of our dearly departed Mel Owen, I made another game. Oh, God. <laughs> it's called Fatal Farewells. The game's simple, Emma, okay. as all games are. All you have to do is you have to just tell me who died when <laughs> I read out okay. a sort of synopsis of how they died. So I'll give you a scenario and you just say their name. Okay, two quizzes in one day. I know, look at you. (laughs) So are you ready to play Fatal Farewells? I am ready to play. So this first person burned alive in a car. Steve Owen. Correct, it is Steve Owen who burned alive in his car. On to the next one. This poor chap got a car boot slammed down onto his head. You might not remember this one. I've told them before. Yeah. Uh, Carl White. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will not ma- make that mistake again after that last time, you know. <laughs> Never forgive myself. <laughs> he has another. Stabbed to death by a gang. This poor person fell and died in the bushes. Shaquille. Yeah. Poor Shaquille. He didn't deserve to die like that. That was awful. That was awful. That was such a sad episode. But at least you got that point, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> So this person was pushed from a cliff. Who was it? Barry. <laughs> oh, classic. <laughs> I just love it when he's like, you you can just pretend to love me. Like, I love that. Oh, I will never, ever forget that. That is iconic. You may have mentioned this person a bit earlier. Oh, okay. Oh, no. So this person, unfortunately, had a bit of an accident involving an ashtray. <laughs> I did mention her. Saskia. Yes. It's very Owen related, this one. This this fatal farewells. This next person met their end by going on a little trip. 
after being pushed over a flyover. Oh, Andy Hunter. Yes, well done. That will always stay with me, by the way. Like, <laughs> that one and Den. It's They're legendary, that, aren't they? Yeah. Like, they are. Seriously, I'll, I'll never, ever forget watching that. I was like, oh my God. If you think of how young we were when that actually happened. Yeah, I know. Crazy. I love Johnny Allen. Oh, yes. He was great. He has another one. Okay. So this this poor chap, unfortunately, took a tumble out of a window after being pushed by Jim Brannan. Joe Mesa! Yay! <laughs> you got that one right as well. Another, another little one for you. Shot dead by murderous police. Hunter Owen. <laughs> Mel's boy, Hunter. Poor thing. He never got justice, did he, for, you know, getting shot dead after threatening to kill loads of people. I mean, if you think about it, look, Mel, Hunter, Steve, they all had all gruesome gone. endings. They're all gone. Ran over by Janine. That's the next one. <laughs> Danielle. Yes! I made a little reference to this earlier as well. When I was talking about, felt like I was uh, Ronnie off air. And I was like, Danielle! <laughs> Do you not remember? No. Oh my God. I don't remember at all. I was on about it when we were talking about Sync. I think it was like when we were doing this, the songs. I was on about the way that I'd screamed something. No, I don't remember that at all. Oh my God. <gasps> Mandela effect. <laughs> For your last one. And you'll get this one. You'll get your code. <laughs> I'm joking. You'll, you'll get this one. So this poor character. Fabulous character, by the way. Brilliant even. Mad even was hit by a truck. Oh, we are ending in the correct way. Yes, of course. It has to be the one and only crazy Grandma Mel. Correct. You scored 10 out of 10. Yay! Yay! Well, if there's one thing I know, it's my deaths. Because I used to play on Ghosts of Walford all the time. Can the EastEnders website bring that back, by the way? Yeah, they've got rid of all their good games. Oh, and the one where I used to dress them all up. Oh, I love that. Oh, classic. I love stripping Dot down. (laughs) (laughs) You win nothing. (laughs) But here's a word from our sponsors. This week's episode was sponsored by E20 Trucks. They won't stop for anyone. A20 will not be held responsible for delusional people walking into the road. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night. <laughs>